you doing, man? Stop honking. But I'm horny. What are you talking about? I'm talking about your honk of your horny bumper sticker. Can you help me out or not? How would I help you out? I don't know. Do you have a solution? Like some magazines or a calendar or something? Why would I have that? What? I thought that you worked for like a service or a company that helped out guys that are so horny that their stomachs hurt. Because that's what I am. There's no service that does that. <laughs> My man, oh, back yeah. from Europe, Asia, Middle East. Did you find yourself out there well, in the in the desert know, sands? That got brought up again. Um, mm. I've been told I gotta start. I'm gonna have to start finding a new excuse to go traveling because yeah. uh, you know I can't. I, I can't seem to find myself. It's not. It's not here. It sure mm. as hell ain't here. And uh, I have not really found it out there. It's probably in like South America or Africa. Well, that's what I was thinking. I just I just haven't gone to the right place. Right? Yeah, that's it. So um the journey, the search continues. The search continues. Mm. I'm just sinking back into my podcast chair. Mm. It's wrapped around me. It feels feels right. Yeah. God damn. I, I'm kind of bummed we didn't we didn't do one over there. Yeah, the stars didn't align. It's it's a, a damn shame. I wanted to do one just on the fly. I had I had just topics were, were right on my tongue there in Turkey. I was ready mm-hmm. to go, but we just we couldn't make it work. That's right. how how have you been now? Yeah, uh, you know I saw you yesterday. So um, you know, gosh, uh, that was Sunday years. actually. Was that Sunday? Yeah, two days. Yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. I'm doing pretty good over here. Uh, you yeah. Know, <laughs> Mr. Kurt, I didn't know what to do without you, man. I just, uh, I have all this, all these rants and things just bottled up inside me. Like, uh, you know, like, do I have to call like a therapist to, to get this out of my system when I can't podcast, you know, like it, it was, is uh, therapeutic. Mm-hmm, I'd say so. I say so, but I, oh man, let's just get to it. How was the big trip? Start from the beginning. You know, you were in uh, Turkey, Jordan, uh, and then you know uh, Budapest and Paris. Did I miss anything? Anything there? No, you know you covered it all. Uh, yeah. The first I wanted to say, like I walked into work on Monday, mm. and somebody said, like, uh, "Do you have jet lag?" And I, I just said, <laughs> "Like, yeah. no, jet lag's a farce. I, I don't believe in it." And they were mm. like, "Oh, okay." um but like you you weren't saying it like you were like full straight face i hope when you were oh i was full deadpan i was like like no that's a farce Mm -hmm. um i don't believe in that something that liberals tell you like keep you at home yeah so i was like uh so no i do not have jet lag thank you very much (laughs) yeah thanks for checking Susie. but uh take a hike here um yeah so Let's see. Yeah, I went into Turkey and Turkey. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's partially Asian and it's partially uh, European. So mm-hmm. you go to Istanbul there and part of the city's in Asia, part of it's in, in Europe. 
And oh man, oh man, that is the busiest place I've ever been in my entire life. Um, you know, maybe I just haven't been to that many big cities, but it is shoulder to shoulder, like wherever you go. And it's a massive city. There's just, they were doing some election stuff there as well, which maybe right. had it even more crowded, but did you get involved? Yeah, I got involved. I started just yelling, like, mm. um, uh, just like, I just was just yelling, ah, yeah, just yelling. And, uh, just to get into the energy of it all. Right. You just got to um, find the translation for a word like, uh, you know, freedom, you know, like, uh, yes, just start yes. chanting, chanting that and see where it takes you. Yes. Yes. Mm. I started a whole parade, parade around the square. Mm, good man. Um, it's simple though. Like, so, uh, I basically packed the day of my trip, which I really? thought was funny. I like realized yeah. I was like, I left on a Thursday, had the day off work. I was like pretty much packing my whole bag on, on Thursday and uh debating what to bring and you know what i didn't i packed light i packed for hot weather i got to turkey and it was quite cold it was cold it was like mm. late it was the high 20s here uh celsius when i left it was sunny oh, yeah. in penticton and then i get there and it's in the teens and it's chilly and i'm just doing the shorts and the t-shirt um mm -hmm. so a little bit chilly um the what was like oh this is what i wanted to get to here um so i talked about the busyness of turkey the busyness of istanbul uh specifically and it's not just people it's the streets i get there and it is like midnight or it's like 11 i guess when i'm leaving the airport in turkey yeah to go to the hotel and it's like it might as well be rush hour out there. People oh, don't okay. sleep. They they do not sleep. They yeah, don't, the, they don't have time like for the, the city that never sleeps. Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. It is yes. Um, and the other thing is with Turkey and with Jordan is the honking culture. So it's 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 too much. There's too much honking. Like there's so much traffic, and at every opportunity. These people do not hesitate to lay on the horn. Right. Like the light turns green and somebody's already on the horn, like 10 cars <laughs> back. Like, yeah. and you're, it's just like you're driving in an Uber or a cab or on a bus or you're walking down the street and it's just constant honking. It is <laughs> just, it's, it was the same in Bali too last yeah. year. It's brutal. And then I go to like Budapest and Paris and it is just, it's it's nice it is quiet no one's honking because they they just they know better like you're not achieving anything it's just oh it's, it's noise pollution so right. it's the honking is just it's just brutal like stop now, that the other they, thing is they, before you get to the other thing do they are do they have like you know europe's very advanced continent have they gone to the point where they have different horns on the steering wheel you know, maybe like one in each quadrant, like upper right, upper left, right. bottom left, bottom right. You know, like different tones, you know, for the different um, different feelings that arise when you're driving. No, not that I saw. They haven't mm. gotten there yet. And and maybe that is a potential solution. Right. I don't know if people would actually like, like use the correct horn, though. They would just go to the most obnoxious horn right away mm -hmm. for any anything that's happening because they want to make sure they're yeah. heard and their feelings of anger are felt 
Um, but it's, it's just painful. It's just painful. I'm just walking down the street, like shut mm. up, shut right. up. I almost walked out in the street, knocked on someone's window and just screamed at them and told them to shut up. Yeah. Honk, honk. <laughs> yeah. Honk, just honk. Like Running alongside yeah. their car. Honk, honk. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not helping. And the other thing is here's where the, my bold statement comes in. Here we go. Okay. Uh, motorcycles should be banned. They should be banned worldwide. Wow, worldwide. It is it is such a cool. noise polluter. Yeah. It is just irritating. Mm. Uh, what if they have like electric motors that you don't hear the noise? Well, fine, fine. That's okay, you yeah. can go. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. But uh, Jordan, they weren't. There weren't many. Uh, apparently, there was some like law against them, or it wasn't cool. I don't know. People weren't riding motorcycles but everywhere else you know budapest paris turkey motorcycles you're having you know yeah there's some honking going on in turkey but otherwise it's it's just la-di-da and then you got this obnoxiously loud motorcycle running by revving their engine like just it is just irritating just they should be banned just for that reason i don't care about like the whole uh it's unsafe and stuff you know you go and crash your motorbike whatever but the the noise pollution is too much. Yeah, Just oh, ban man. them. Get them off the streets. Straight to jail. Yeah, I th- I think so. Get mm-hmm. straight to jail. Like like the whole gum thing in Singapore. You you get like decapitated if you spit gum out on the sidewalk there. Right. Yeah. Similar. It should be for like motorcycles, and they would they phase that that out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a little unpopular, but I think uh, that's the right move. So Turkey was good though. I was there about two weeks um oh my god so i did uh calgary to paris and then paris to turkey it was my flights and i don't know what was going on it was like a school bus plane like there were a bunch of kids on this plane from paris to turkey and it was anyways we just we landed erupted in in clapping and applause and i haven't i don't think i've been on a flight yet where i was actually like a big group of people clapping yeah you see the memes and stuff on the internet oh, but yeah. this happened i was like all right like not a big deal people yeah like thanks for doing your fucking job you know? <laughs> yeah exactly paid a lot of money for this ticket <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i mean you know first flight you know they maybe as a teenager they're just in awe of flying you know that's what i wondered like that maybe it was they were like these young they were younger kids so mm-hmm. like is it their first time flying or right i don't know but yeah generally um, unacceptable to to clap yeah Unless i almost like, told them to show like too. <laughs> landing the plane on the the hudson river after like two engines go out you know exactly yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe 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 i'll i'll clap if my hands aren't broken yeah if I'm not too tired and stressed out from oh, the whole gosh. experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the other thing, so they had bidets in Turkey and Jordan, mm-hmm. thankfully, but yeah. they didn't have them in Paris and Budapest. And I thought that was, that's kind of backwards. Like these, these cities are a bit behind the times, just like Canada mm-hmm. with, without the bidets. But the problem with the Turkey bidets is they just, they just, they just soak me. They, they they're like aiming they're like aimed at my dick. Like they're, they're aimed. Hmm. The, the aiming is all off. Cause the Turkey ones, um, I forget if it was all of them or just some of them, they were not the hose ones. So in, um, in Jordan, it was the hose. So you right. can, 
it's like a garden hose with the the sprayer attachment and you have full control you have you can get up everywhere you can you can clean every part of your body if you'd like to yeah in turkey they just had the built-in one similar to one you tried it at my house Interesting. um so Except it's in, the um, aiming is way off, so yeah. I was I turned it on the first you have time. To like, do you have to pop the hood when you're, um, you know, in Turkey using these things? Pop the hood, like of my ass. What do you mean? Oh, like you know, you know the package. Like you just gotta like pull that oh, thing up to. to yeah, that, you kind of like, have to. Angle. You have to like get into the bowl. Mm. Like you got to sink into the bowl. Right. So you're not sitting on the seat anymore. You're. Mm. You're in in the toilet because mm-hmm. um, like the first time I did it, I like looked down and all of a sudden my shorts are like soaking wet. It's like spraying <laughs> out the front of the toilet. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, so there was that. Um, so I did what else? So Turkey, Turkey, lots of stuff happened. I did a, ba- a Turkish bath. That was nice. So we had some local Turkish men. They scrub you down. They scrub you down real hard with a cloth. Um, you kind of go in there, you go into a steam room, then you go and lay down. They scrub you down with like a wet cloth. And like soap. very like exfoliating kind of. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. They really scrub you. Mm-hmm. They, they, they gave you a, at some point they give you a big slap. And <laughs> I heard like, I was there with two other guys and all of a sudden I hear this huge slap, like this huge five-star slap. And I'm like, okay, I didn't hear like a big yelp. So it must, it must've been deceiving and fortunately i was right and so he slapped the hell out of me but it wasn't it was like a little bit shocking but it's kind of like one of those things that you, you kind of like it you're like right. oh yeah hmm. like that's the right amount of uh, right. impact and, it, and it's not like a big five star where you've got a big handprint on your back the rest mm-hmm. of the day um and then they crack your bones so he like wrap me up kind of like a dead spider and uh, like you know how the spiders kind of like curl up their legs right like weirdos uh-huh. kind of does that and cracks all your bones that's kind of interesting um soaps you down they do this weird thing with the right they're the magicians with the the towels there they're like swirling that thing around like like fire dancers how many or... people are there in this room like I'm oh god just like figuring oh, out god. there's one guy to slap you one guy to no it's the same guy it's, it's the, the same, same guy. guy he's like uh He's pretty talented. Like, like is he a pretty talented. like burly guy? I'm trying. Well, to it's one guy per person. Here. So I had okay. my guy, and then the other guys had their guys. So there mm-hmm. was like six people in the room. Three of us were tourists, and then three of them were workers. Mm. And we each had our own our own bather. Right. And anyways, they they're whirling that rag around like no tomorrow. They do some weird stuff with that soap, but it was good. Good experience. Um, so early in the trip, I went to a place called Cappadocia, which is kind of in the central Turkey area. And that, I mean, that's like the highlight of the trip. You're in this weird ass town, tourist town kind of, and it, you look around, it kind of looks like Star Wars. That's what it reminded me of the whole time was like some Star Wars geography. And like Tatooine um, kind of territory. Yeah. Is that the sand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like that. And that's where we did the hot air balloons um we went to some dinner dance thing show and that reminded me of like the cantina that's fun. like the cantina music playing from star wars and yeah that was fun um we were talking about you and i were talking about doing our own 
um, starting up her own balloon, hot air balloon company in the Okanagan. Oh boy, yeah, like sounds like you're just raking the dough here. Oh, like they charge an arm and a leg over in Turkey. We could we could do that here, I think for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's a good idea. I mean, they just go up and down, right? Like, yeah, what's the what's the? We were talking about. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing, and then somebody somebody asked me. How do they steer it? And I, I can't even remember. I was so mesmerized by the whole experience. It's like, how mm. were they kind of steering it? Because they're, they're flying you. They fly you straight up. And then you don't spend much time up there. They bring you down. And then we're all of a sudden we're scraping cliffs and trees and <laughs> lampposts, staring into people's homes. Like we're on the, like, it's it's pretty wild. But he was steering it somehow. Um, yeah, I could see that working pretty good in that South Okanagan desert. Oh, for sure. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, that would go well with our beach cowboy uh, wine, wine experiences, tour. mm. tours. Yeah. 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 I pitched that uh, around. And you know what? A mixed review. Um, you already pitched my it? One pitch. Oh, oh just, to, just to the gal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, okay, like, <laughs> like, cool idea. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. Oh, beach cowboy wine tours, you know, you get yourself uh, a cowboy hat. You have a selection of like 20 different cowboy hats at the beginning for you and your crew. And, you know, everyone gets a different hat, you know, the giddy up. And um, that's the that's the stick that, you know, you go do your wine tour, you all these hats for the photos. Uh, easy to spot your your crew in the crowd, right? And then you just uh, country on back to wherever you came from. Yeah, I mean, you stick out, you stand out compared to the other tours. You put mm. something going. That's right. Oh, I think it'd be a big hat. For oh sure. yeah, you saw the merch on top of that. Forget about it. Oh God, I can forget about it, Kurt. Yeah, yeah. Then you uh, recommend uh, hot air balloons after <laughs> yeah. over the next day. You mix that in, beach cowboy hot air balloons. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, so then later on in the trip, I did paragliding, which you saw, and yeah, that looked like a rush. I'm well. I mentioned like it's not. <clears throat> it's a bit scary. I guess when initially when you're going off the cliff, but after that, it's pretty, pretty gentle and it's pretty mm. nice. I mentioned how like sketchy the drive up this mountain was though. These guys were like, they were like the guys in um, uh, Zoolander. If you remember Zoolander with Ben Stiller and they go to get those like Frappuccinos in this where the they had the, the, the gasoline plane? right before yeah right before that they mm. and they're like all dancing in the jeep or whatever and they're just not even paying attention to the road they're having a hell of a time and then that leads to the gasoline fight right um they're kind of like that like they're having a good old jolly time going triple the speed limit up these windy narrow roads the wheels are coming off the cliffside i swear like the wheels the back wheels were were off the road and the people were coming down the other way. We we're just whizzing by them. They're these guys are the drivers, like looking back, laughing at everyone. You know, not always paying attention to the road. I'm sitting there with a few others, and we're like, Jesus Christ! Like, are we even gonna make it to paragliding? Like, it was it was a bit nerve wracking. I'm not gonna lie, um, but that was a hell of an experience. I would recommend paragliding. Mm. Do you um, feel like a kind of like a bird cruising around? Yeah, you're sitting down like it, it was interesting. I, I guess I didn't really know what I was like. Can I bring my sunglasses? They're like, yeah, bring it along. And then I was thought I didn't know how I was going to be situated, but they kind of have like this 
kangaroo pouch thing going on and you kind of get once you're off the ground you kind of sit in it and you're just sitting down the whole flight so it's Hmm. pretty comfy it's more comfortable than a plane ride yeah, yeah it's nice right. and then uh, you know i was he like he's, he's like here take controls take control of this thing i don't know what i'm doing and so i i took control and i was whizzing and whirring and mm-hmm. thankfully we made it in one piece and then you just land on a strip of the the beach the boardwalk there like people are just landing constantly when where people are walking along the beach it's uh i wasn't really expecting that i thought they'd have like a designated landing zone no they just right. You're just landing on the street. Well, that's another thing we could add to the beach cowboy uh, company. You know, just fly, paragliding down from Apex, land on Skaha Beach. Yeah. You know, you yeah. Crack, there's someone cracking a cold one for you right when you land. Oh. Forget about it. Right when you land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We could learn a lot from the tourism uh, overseas. Um, I was out for dinner with, I was on a tour group, right, in Turkey. And I was out for dinner with a bunch of the group and the guide. And he was telling us about, I didn't get to see this in person, but they have like Turkish oil wrestling. And so these, these people, they oil up and wrestle. And obviously that got my, grabbed my attention being that I'm an oil man. Um, Rest in peace to the, yeah, I know. Unfortunately, I didn't, yeah. was not able to keep that up over there, but apparently like the way he described it made it sound like spartan like warriors like they kidnap these kids when they're the well, when they're kids oh, God. <laughs> and they they wrestle oiled up baby bulls they to train them so they're what? wrestling these these children these toddlers are wrestling these oiled up baby bulls and then you're basically wrestling this you're growing together with this bull and like wrestling it uh you're what? both oiled up head to toe you're both uh, oiled up yeah and then i don't know how long bulls live maybe they they i don't think they live as long as us so they're they die off and then you you transition to people and they start wrestling each other so once your like bull, bull dies of old age that's when you start wrestling other people i'm now well, i'm kind of filling in the blanks now mm. but like They'd start them off by wrestling these baby bulls, and then and then they transitioned to full on wow. adult oil wrestling. And I was yeah. I was very intrigued, but yeah, that's not that's like probably like it, so. probably the best example of like healthy masculinity out there. You know, you're just, <laughs> you're just wrestling these these bulls from a young age. You know, it's a yeah. lifetime pursuit here. Like I know, you, yeah, that's an incredible well, incredible I, I, bond. I, I didn't get all the answers. And I had so many questions. Like, how are these kids chosen? Like, these parents mm. are just like, yeah, my kids can be an oil <laughs> oil wrestler, and then they're just committed at that point. They're they're just in their off time. They're wrestling bulls. Mm. They're oil oiling up and wrestling bulls. Right. Um, Incredible. The Turkish also have this thing called the Adosman slap, which is this the Turkish slap. And our guide was talking about that and warning us because, you know, we had one person who was very, very outgoing, very social with the locals. And he was saying, hey, you're going to get slapped. You might get slapped. And these slap, they, apparently these guys, they just slap marble all day long and it toughens up their hand. And you you get hit by one of these slaps and you're you're dead. You're, what you guys, they're slapping everything they're slapping people for massages why are they, they're slapping marble they're probably There's slapping these bulls around yeah <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> yeah. So there's yeah. one of your guys in your tour get smacked? No, fortunately he didn't. But uh, so was... is that is that like you like hey you like we like you kind of things and they slap you or no? Like I think it's a bad the thing. Fucking line. Yeah, you yeah. cross the fucking line. I'm gonna break your neck mm. with a one slap. Yeah, and then they you should enter it. those uh, competitions. You see, you know, like the highlights where people just kind of have to like they wind up and then you just have to take it. Well, like we were talking slap. about that slap, that slapping sport on yeah, that's, TV. That's the thing I'm talking about. Yeah, like that. Yeah. That I mean, that's dangerous enough. You introduce Turkish slapping into that, and everyone's walk not. Well, they're not walking out of there. They're dead. Yeah, they're too strong. No one's walking out of there. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that's a stupid sport. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt means wolf in Turkish. I found that out. Wow. Somebody was calling me like wolf, and I was like, "What the hell? Is this guy, what's what's this guy doing?" And yeah. then I found out later that means my name like means wolf. So I was like, "Okay, that's cool. That's great." Are you um? Does like you all mean like alpha or sigma or? I have beta? no idea. In, okay, yeah. I didn't do a deep dive into yeah, into that. Probably an alpha. Um, the last thing on Turkey that I wanted to talk about was um somebody we went to like this rug making place mm. and um oh, i didn't buy you know they had some nice rugs but they're they're expensive man the small tiny ass ones are like a few hundred dollars and you get into thousands of dollars um don't have that kind of money spend it all on podcasting equipment yeah. well, you gotta but, ship it all the way back here too but yeah exactly but somebody said something like the place smells like an old person's home and yeah, I agree. And that got me thinking, when when do you start smelling old? Because, you know, right. old people have a distinct oh, yeah. smell. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. am I, is there any way I can avoid that? Or are we both like destined to smell old? Yeah, good cue. Uh, I guess we're going to do some experiments to really nail down where the smell is coming from. Yeah. You know, are they all buying the same soap? um you know is it like uh is it their skin like a bacteria growing on their skin that's just different you know uh, do they have trouble like scrubbing their feet um, yeah because they can't bend over yeah they can't bend over yeah uh yeah lots of questions out there like what is that old person smell it is what very is yeah, it? it's distinct for sure yeah yeah i could go without it mm. too if there's if there's a way Right. You know, I like was noted like I'm getting up there and I noticed like one of my nostrils, I'm getting some longer nostril hairs oh, and boy. one, but one of them I was looking up, I was looking up there and one of them's got like a bunch of gray nose hairs and the other one doesn't huh. just one. Yeah. So that was odd. Yeah, you'll get there, kiddo. You just gotta, you'll get nose hairs in both. I think I, I think there's a good chance I'm gonna be a silver fox. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in my 30s with a full head of gray hair. Yeah, I say embrace it, really. Oh, I I will if that happens. Mm -hmm. I think because I think that can be um, a really classy look, and it can be distinct too. Mm -hmm. It can be like in a good way um so we'll see i think i think that could happen if not i think later on in life for sure but i i could see it well both your i mean your dad's got a healthy head of hair and i think the the your grandpa on your mom's side yeah he had a faulty he had a full healthy head of hair yeah you're you're pretty set there yeah yeah we'll see Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so welcome to join the gang, but that goes without. Oh, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Mm. Did you ever figure out the shaving situation? I gave you some tips from uh yeah, from a well, friend. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, had line tonight to reach out. He said, uh, "Don't, don't do the manual shave. Yeah. It's, a, it's a trap." Um, he agrees. You know, it's a, uh, it's just an absolute like Turkish slap fest. You're bleeding everywhere, <laughs> and it's just not worth it. So I, I'm sticking with these kind of circular um i don't know like easy shaver yeah the like electric 60 blade kind of yeah deal. and i think you just gotta leave well enough alone yeah okay good mm-hmm. man so um that's it for turkey so i did turkey two weeks it was awesome like really would recommend a uh, beautiful country it's big it's diverse you can do whatever you want tons of things to do and see um i think you got a little bit of for everyone food was good tons of bread um, my problem actually with my whole trip was it was expensive. I haven't cal- punched the final numbers, but man, just stuff in Turkey, Turkey and Jordan, you might think one of those countries or both are cheap. No way. I, I didn't find them cheap at all. Mm. Um, there were like some meals where it was like, Oh, that was really cheap. But more often than not, I was, uh, you're paying like kind of what you're used to over here. So I didn't really find it cheap, unfortunately. So I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go somewhere cheaper next time to find myself. Yeah, and that's I could yeah. see that. Um, so for for our listeners, if you only had time to go to one city in Turkey that you went to, what do you? What would your be your your top? top well, place? for me, it, it's Cappadocia. It's kind of in the middle. Like it's you, we did a ton of travel, so we did a night bus. So so we started in Istanbul, which is kind of in the northwest corner. It's in the corner between Asia and Europe. Then we did a night bus. You can also fly to Cappadocia. And then we did another night bus down south to the coast. And then we worked our way up the coast back to Istanbul. Uh, so I would say um, Cappadocia, just because it was unique. I love the hot air balloons. Even if you don't go in them, I think they're mesmerizing. You're just If you're just watching them um, on, on on the street or, or wherever. Beautiful um although they don't fly if there's uh, some wind so you want to go there for a few days and there's other things to do there as well some hiking and uh uh restaurants and turkish baths and uh, other experiences so lots to do so and it's so i just picked that because it's so unique um and then i don't know i would go somewhere on the coast but we didn't get to spend a lot of time in individual places on the coast we were moving along fairly quickly would have liked to spend more time in some of the cities, but there would be some good options there, especially if you want to do paragliding or snorkeling or diving or boating. Beautiful. Um, I do, one thing I just wanted to mention now that I mentioned the night bus is we had long ass drive from Istanbul to Cappadocia and uh, we had like Mario and Luigi up in the front seat swapping seats because it was such a long drive that we couldn't have one bus driver. Mm-hmm. So we had these guys and I mean, they were Mario and Luigi and they were like swapping seats every couple hours. You have your bus driver seat and then you have one seat right beside the bus driver. That's kind of like blocks the steps onto the bus. Okay. And I don't know. I just took notice of these guys. They're like, uh, mama mia, switching seats. Yeah. Good that, for was, them. that was good. Obviously like a brother to brother to brother business going on here. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. So mm-hmm. then 
Uh, I went to Turkey or sorry, I just came from Turkey. I went to Jordan. Um, Jordan was, uh, was great as well. I mean, the highlight for me was the desert, uh, you know, did the four by four in the desert, put on some eyeliner in the desert, which wouldn't come off for several days. So I was, yeah, man, you looked, look. uh, I saw those pictures. You look goth. You look like, uh, goth, yeah. like if you're like angstier in high school, that could have been you, man. Well, I, I think like I could have put out an album with that look. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, it was meant to be on just for like the day and I fucking scrubbed and swashed and dove in the ocean and, and whatever. And it would not come off. I was, I was still had a bit on it when I was going to Budapest. So I, I was like, what the hell? So but, none of the gals on your, on your trip had like a makeup remover. Is that? Oh, I tried that. Tried, tried that. Tried it, huh? Did that. Did the whole shebang. Interesting. Um, wouldn't would not come off. You said it was to keep uh, sand out, right? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, huh. yeah, um, yeah. I guess it worked. <laughs> I didn't get too much sand in my eye. Uh, we did the Dead Sea in Jordan, and uh, so it's extremely salty, and you float immediately. You walk in there, and you just you just float. So that is really cool, but there's like rules where you're you kind of you're recommended you kind of back into the water don't splash do not dive in you get that in your eyes and it's not a pleasant experience there is some showers there that you can use to rinse but uh i mean there was an old man i saw at one point and he i just see this guy i'm floating in the dead sea la -di -da -di -da. Uh, having a hell of a time and um i see this old man kind of going parallel to the bank and he looks dazed and confused. He's bent over. He's rubbing his eyes. That's not good. Uh, he's he's lost. Then someone that's like working there because it's part of it was kind of near this or part of this hotel resort thing. And somebody's trying to help him. He's he's lost. He's he keeps rubbing his eyes. I think that's that's definitely making it worse because his hands are are covered in salt water. He I don't know. He, he he was totally lost. He was having major issues with the salt water in his eyes. Eventually got the hell out of there and made it to the showers. Was he making any like noises? No, I know. I don't know. He stumbled a few times. Like he, mm. he was definitely having trouble seeing and figuring out what the hell was going on. Um, yeah. You do not want to get that in your eyes. I, I did pretty good though. Um, crossing the street in Jordan is, was super interesting. I went there. Um, the first night there, I was all by myself. Uh, and so I was going for dinner and I was going to go across the street to go to this restaurant. And I had to wait a couple minutes, but uh, I crossed pretty much pretty easily. There was traffic, but I crossed. Then after dinner, I come back and Jordan is no better than Turkey. It's constantly busy. It's just traffic, traffic, traffic. I swear it took me half an hour to cross the street um in jordan and because the, the traffic did not stop there were no breaks the light would change but people would be turning from another street on to that street and there were no gaps in traffic like absolutely no gaps between cars so i'm waiting i'm trying there's no damn crosswalks I'm, I'm walking up and down the street there's no crosswalks i finally make it across half an hour later 
But then the next day I went on a walking tour and the guide kind of showed me, showed us how to do it because we crossed the street a bunch of times. And you just, you just walk out there, you stick out your hand like you're Chris Pratt in Jurassic World. You stick out your hand and uh, the cars just won't hit you and you walk across the street. And it's way, way simpler than, than what I did. It was waiting, waiting 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good to know. Jordan was good when did a dive there as well. Good time. And then I finished off in Budapest and Paris. Budapest just for a couple of days. Um, did a booze cruise in Budapest. A little bit, uh, maybe overdid it uh, on the, on the booze cruise. They they were just feeding me whole bottles of sparkling wine. Oh boy. Um, um, I went to the the baths there. They have some famous thermal baths. That was good. Um, though there was some, there was some Hungarian man I kept seeing. It was almost like a hallucination or a dream. Oh, like he's following you around. Yeah, I saw him a couple times, and he would, he came up to me and he was giving me either a blessing or a curse, or he was asking for money, and I kind of just like smiled at him, you know that smile. Yeah, and then oh, kind of moved on, like smile. thank, thank yeah. you, <laughs> thank yeah. you, or no, thank you. <laughs> And moved on, but he did that a couple times. I don't know if he recognized me or not. I was like, what Are you sure it wasn't just like, you know, when people say, ah, like black people all look the same to you, right? No, this was the same guy. This is the same guy. Okay. No, Ryan. This is the same guy. Oh boy. Um, yeah. but Budapest was nice. Kind of it was it was nice, but it wasn't amazing i would say very beautiful yeah. city though no homeless These... people just tourists sleeping on the curb when you were gone i've been kind of uh i'm intrigued by baths overall always have been since i yeah. was a child you oh, know? God. um and baths you know like i've just discovered that you can just toss things in there with you um you know like I yeah, know, you did I, a weird bath i was throwing in, i was throwing lemons uh cucumbers you know uh apparently good great for the skin um other people they're throwing in like tea bags like they boil some like tea and then they the throw tea. it in there um <laughs> you know i think that you google anything i discovered it, you google like uh chicken stock bath and you know there's people <laughs> like oh this is the best thing for your skin you know yeah uh tomato paste bath um you know like a rosemary poultry rub you know like bath right like you just you got anything that you just you put in yourself in a little stew, you heat it up, and like it's you're feeling pretty fresh. I'll tell you that. I am there's I just gotta figure out what I can't bathe in, right? Don't you feel like I don't know? Like if I fucking poured chicken broth over over myself in the kitchen and spilled mm. some, I feel dirty, but you bathe in it and you feel all clean. Oh, I, I gotta figure <laughs> it out. I feel like there's like there is I, I gotta explore all the frontiers of yeah. of bathing. Like uh, I think women are right way ahead with these bath Do like things. a rice pudding bath. Mm, right, like oatmeal baths. That's a yeah, thing. Rice yes. pudding bath. It's like okay, like fuck me up, right? Like, is there a ketchup bath? I don't know. Like, is it what's Probably. what's the secret? Uh, what's the secret sauce here? So I'll do some I'll do some uh, research for the lanternites out here. See what can or cannot be added to the bath, and uh, we'll, we'll report is there a limit this. beyond like electrical? Yeah, what is the limit? The, the limit doesn't exist, Kurt. Like it's uh, it's whatever you want it to be. Incredible. Let's take a let's take a quick break and um, get back. Well, I want to want to hit on. Well, I want to finish with Paris and then do Fast and Furious. Okay. 
Okay, so before we get to uh, your next leg of your trip, uh, mm-hmm. you did the whole roommate group thing. Mm-hmm. So probably mm-hmm. foreign concepts to a lot of the lanternites out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, how did the roommates such go? How hot were they? Um, would you, you know, do it again? What's the what's the whole dynamic? Very of- hot, and we all banged. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so for Turkey, I did it. So in Bali last year, I did a tour. Mm-hmm. Had a great time. Thought I would try that again. So I did it in Turkey and did it in Jordan. Two separate tours, two separate groups. Um, so I, yeah, unless you pay extra, I mean, you, you get a roommate unless you pay extra for your own room. So I, mm. you know, I'm spending that money on hot air balloons. So <laughs> I, I got a roommate. So, um, yeah, my first roommate, I mean, I both good groups overall, both really good groups, good people, uh, and both good roommates on both trips. So Turkey, yeah, I had a, a roommate from, uh, from like New York, so both were actually American roommates. And so this guy's like 30, 30 years old from New York. Um, but yeah, it went really well. You know, he had packed his whole apartment up pretty much, though. I was a bit surprised when I when I got to Turkey. I guess uh. he actually arrived after me and he lugged in this giant ass suitcase and then a couple more for good measure. Right. Um, you know, those shower scrubbies. I always call them shower buddies. Um, I think some somebody else had a name for them what did you say slinky or he he i said he like yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a shower yeah there there's like scrubbies uh he also had like one of those shower gloves i guess which is also like a scrubby oh, okay. like he had a lot Very of like clean. he had he had a lot of shower stuff yeah uh, wow. <laughs> so i was i was uh i was kind of making fun of him behind the scenes there um huh. uh, but uh good guy just yeah big ass suitcase big ass uh uh or a large amount of, of just shower stuff and whatever but yeah. uh yeah it, it was a uh, good time so no no issues so uh, we got along great and then uh in jordan and my other roommate who was a my whole tour group in jordan was older just because um the age was limited the age range was limited in turkey but it was wide open in jordan so you okay. know we had every we had every decade of ages we had every generation there and my roommate was a bit older but again he was from uh like florida and uh yeah he was really good as well big snorer big oh, ass yeah. snorer. and he told me so he messaged me after because he was continuing on to israel as a bunch of people were because you can do that as part of like the jordan tour you can continue on and he told me his new roommate uh he had to book his own room he could not handle the snoring so uh, I officially <laughs> won like best roommate of his trip because okay. uh, I wear earplugs too. So, but I could still hear him snoring and uh, like he was a big loud snorer, but it didn't really bother me. Like a wee snow, wee snow or like a honk snoo, honk snoo kind of thing. I don't know. Can you do like a more of an, a realistic example? Did you, did you do something? Yeah. Can you hear that? No. What are you doing? You're like barfing. No, I'm sorry. I can't hear. I'm honk, honk, honk schnooing. Do it louder into the mic this time. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally right beside the okay, mic. Do it, right, do it. Right beside the do mic. It, do it. Right? No, it's, it's not coming through. Okay. Well, um, But no, he was... Uh, leave it to your imagination. It was... I don't know. What what were your examples again? Honk? Honk schnoo, honk schnoo, or like... Uh, 
We snaw, we snaw kind oh. of thing. Oh, I think honks new. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think like the cars. Mm. Um, but and the thing is, he and he admitted it, he sleeps upon um uh what's the word I'm looking for? But he sleeps as soon as he's ready for sleep, he sleeps. Right. Like he's out. And I know you are a big sleeper too. Oh boy. I famously am up at the hour of the devil at 3 a.m. every night. But I I take probably average I bet I average 30 minutes to fall asleep. And sometimes it's like an hour. Whereas this guy, I swear, within a minute, he I hear him snoring. He's mm-hmm. out like a light. Like he's just on his phone to do or reading or whatever. And then I see him put it down. And I start the clock and under a minute, big honks, new honks, new. Mm -hmm. I was so jealous. Like that is a superpower. Right. You must like, you must, that would make such a big difference. Imagine if I could fall asleep instead of lying in bed, like an idiot wondering, what am I doing lying in bed if I'm not unconscious? And what a waste of time. Excuse me. Sorry. Mm. Sip of water. Um, But like just, the amount of sleep, the extra sleep you'll get over a day, over a week, over a lifetime. This mm-hmm. guy's probably slept like 30 more years than I have. Like, <laughs> like it's just, it's just crazy. But um, the snoring didn't bother me. And, but apparently his next roommate could not handle it. He got the hell out of there, bucked up for his own room after that. But um, yeah, we got along great again. Um, yeah, I had a really good time. Also, the the guide on uh, our guide on the Jordan leg was unreal. So nice. really yeah, elevated it... the experience. No doubt. As no well. doubt. But yeah, we had good groups. You know, you, you end up, yeah, you end up splitting off a little bit from time to time with certain members of the group. Oh, yeah. Um, sometimes you have free time as well, where you go out for dinner in smaller groups. Um, but yeah, we all got along and. Uh, there's still like messages popping up on my on my WhatsApp from the Jordan trip of from 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 some of those people. Um, you know, you end up adding a bunch of these people on Instagram and stuff. And oh, sure. um, yeah, really, really good. That's nice to hear. Yeah, and uh, it sounded like you you enjoyed Paris more than you thought you would have. Yeah, so Budapest and Paris were both kind of like tacked on. You could say maybe yeah. that's too harsh. But basically, I was flying in and out of Paris just to to get over to Europe was Paris. And mm-hmm. so I've never been. I'm going to I decided I'm going to spend some time in Paris. That's what I like to do. And then to, but to get to Paris from Jordan, there's not really a direct flight. So then I was looking into other routes and that's how kind of Budapest came into the picture. And so in general, I'm not as excited for these these places because I'm I'm there for Turkey and for Jordan. I'm there for the hot air balloons, the babes and the bread. Mm. Uh, I'm not here for for your big European cities. And uh, but I hear a lot of good things about Budapest. And that's kind of what led me to picking Budapest as a short destination. Um, and, and so in Paris, I hear all kinds of things. Obviously, it's like an iconic city landmarks the history um but it's a big ass city i don't really like big cities that much it doesn't really excite yeah, me the small town okanagan guy. yeah i'm just a small town okanagan boy here mm-hmm. um 
don't like a lot of people. So I know Paris can have a lot of people, but I remain, you know, I'm not a, you know, I'm a glass half full kind of lanternite here. So I'm cautiously optimistic. So I go through the Budapest thing. I told you it was, it was okay. It was good, I would say, but it was maybe a little underwhelming. I felt like I, I ran out of things to do pretty quickly. Like I could have done that in a, in a day and a half or something instead of the, what did I have? Like two and a half days there or something. So I, okay. I could have, or I could have just lounged around at the bath all day instead of, uh, I only spent like a few hours there. Cause I was kind of concerned about seeing some other stuff I wanted to do, but mm-hmm. in hindsight, I could have just bathed, bathed in oatmeal. Right. Um, so then I had a few days in Paris. I had three full days in Paris and I, uh, I ended up loving Paris. Um, first, like, First of all, Budapest, beautiful city, beautiful weather. Paris, the same thing. Beautiful city, beautiful weather. But Paris, I don't know. I was just enamored by like the the busy bakeries and cafes, um, all the pastries, the food, the wine. I was way more interested in the history and the landmarks and monuments there. Um I was just just way more enthralled by Paris. And I was like, I remember just getting out of the that first day. I was kind of like found myself like walking around with a smile on my face. To be honest, I was like, I joined a walking tour again for Paris. I joined the wrong tour, actually. I had signed up for one walking tour, ended up joining this other one by accident. And then I kind of went along with it. It was an awesome walking tour. And I learned a lot and uh, we walked through uh, past some of the sites and we learned a lot about the history. Um, but I was just walking around. I was just loving all the sites, loving hearing about the history. I walked into like a, a bakery and and just with my broken French, ordered a croissant and an espresso. And that was tasty. Um, you know, I hear you always hear about there's there's snobby in Paris. Um, mm, yeah, especially yeah, they're especially the English speakers or people that just can't speak like fluent French. And I had no issues whatsoever in my time there. Um, most of the time, I would attempt very, very, very simple French, and a lot of the time it would en- you'd end up just going back to English because they they realize you're not a French speaker, and most of them are fairly fluent in English as well. Um, but either way, whether I was speaking English or shitty French, um, everyone was, was, was polite and, uh, I had really no issues, but I had fun. I had fun just like saying, like, just trying to string along French sentences and just saying like, bonjour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, merci beaucoup. And one time I was like, je m'appelle Kurt. And then he was just like, said something else. And I was like, ah, I, I, I don't know. That's all I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all I know. Yeah. You just got to throw uh, up your hands. Um, there and were a I couple saw times. You did, the, you did the sidecar thing too. Like you, I like that. That was when I introduced myself, the guy. So I did this motorcycle sidecar tour which was, I saw it, I had to do it. And he came and picked me up in this retro cycle. And I introduced myself. I said, bonjour, je m'appelle Kurt. And then he mm-hmm. said, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, uh, yeah, that's okay. literally all I know. Yeah. <laughs> but he was he was really good at uh, a really strong English speaker as well. 
Um, but that was awesome. That was so much fun. It was just riding around like a complete dork around Paris uh, in the sidecar, um, stopped at this great spot for photos in front of the Eiffel Tower. He was telling me some things, some things I already had learned about Paris and some of the landmarks because this was on my uh was it last day or i don't know it was my second day there maybe so i already learned some things but he taught me some new things and just a different way of exploring the city a little bit and then on top of that like i said i kind of ran out of things to do or that i was interested in in budapest you know other than the booze cruise and the baths and and just walking around in the city um but in paris it was like i was there was always something to do and i ended up doing like mm. a wine walking tour i did a chocolate tour i did this sidecar tour i did uh i mean there's plenty of stuff i did not get to because you're supposed to book ahead on some of these things like the louvre i was gonna do but couldn't get in there uh, i went up the arc de triomphe because apparently that was the best view of the city and it was it was i would think the best view that i saw it was beautiful um and then just yeah, I mean, I was super interested in the food and the coffee and stuff. So I was happy to sit down at, at a restaurant. Um, they have I one thing I noticed is they they cram a lot of seats and tables into their their restaurants and on the street. And the one thing I noticed is they face all the chairs to the street, which I like. But, you know, you go to a restaurant here, for example, and you go to a, a table for two and you're going to have seats across from one another. Right. But in Paris, you you have them side by side. Oh, that, that's yeah. that's the standard setup everywhere you went. In Paris. A little bit more intimate, like there is. I think we. I know we've talked about this on the pod, but um, in the past, you know, there's something about like when you're facing each other, it kind of feels like interview like, like you don't know how yeah. much eye contact you should be making and all that. Whether it's like a date or you're with your bro um you know it's i i feel like the the side angle you know beside each other kind of it kind of works like you don't have to you don't have to it's just a bit more relaxing i think yeah i mean fortunately i was all by myself so i didn't have to deal with that awkwardness mm -hmm. but um totally and sometimes like the table's too big and you feel like super far away it's just right. kind of weird at that point uh -huh. here they they basically just had all two-person setups and little tables and you're sitting side by side and um i don't know i just had a lot of i just i mean i just loved it i just loved walking around and sure it is very busy city but oh i just it's beautiful and yeah, just and... Uh, every, there's just so much to do and see i thought um i was I definitely interested in going to like the french countryside and to the coastline and stuff but now i'm realize i i'm like paris so that's good because it'll always be like this hub Absolutely. And I, I know I asked you when I saw, you know, who had the best, what area, what city, what country had the best looking people. And, you know, you said Paris, Paris was oh the one. My so God. is it just like the, is it the French aesthetic? Um, you know, the, the, the bone structure. Then maybe like it's what's, something what's in the air on? that's gotten mm. me kind of under the influence. Like, I don't know what it is like and I didn't like there's obviously a ton of tourists in Paris yes. and so I don't know if everyone was French sometimes you catch people speaking and you're like okay they're French and then even if they're French they might not be from Paris but for the most part I think like yeah 
there's a lot of French, good-looking French people. And I think mm. there were people were tall there too, actually. But oh my goodness, like the people were gorgeous. Just oh, I was yeah, I was just walking down the street or sitting down, and you just oh, just everyone is just just beautiful. I was just like Jesus, Jesus Murphy. Um, definitely the definitely the most attractive. Yeah, I mean Budapest for two, I guess had attractive people, but Paris was just like constantly just oh my oh my god yeah uh yeah. it was just wow 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 incredible <laughs> yeah I, I had a lovely time in paris it was uh it was a lot it was better than i could have imagined so um spent a lot of money there too but um oh i bet yeah and then on the on the airport i felt like i didn't overdo it on the pastries and the wine um even though i did like a little wine tour at the end like I felt like I could have done more there. I could have done, I could have gone out of my way to eat more pastries and drink more wine and really, really soak it in. But uh, I felt I did good. Um, like I only ate the one croissant, for example, and it was good. But then I, I tried, or I ended up just, I would get to lunch and I would eat something else. You know, I would, wouldn't do like a breakfast or a snack in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of missed that opportunity unless I really uh, went to seek it out. Um, and but then in the airport, I was had some euros left over. I got time before my flight. I'm this is my last chance. I loaded up on some some goods there right before my flight to, to oh, Calgary, goodness. to Cowtown. Yeah, yeah, and I love it. Uh, you know, Kurt got back in Saturday night, and since there was no such thing as jet lag, you know, we were out there hitting the wineries on the Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised you invited me out, and I thought maybe it's gonna be a relaxed day. I was gonna get just things in order around here get caught up get back to reality maybe maybe even sleep in a little bit but no you uh you were eager eager beaver so oh, we, yeah. off we went there to whip you into shape uh yeah. all right we gotta get we gotta talk about oh, fast God. 10 we yes. have to get to it is there any more th- anything else you want to touch no, on the trip no. before we dive in no let's get to fast 10 I, and so i was i was dying over there the only thing i want to say is that in in Turkey, I was seeing all these Fast 10, Fast X advertisements. They were talking about it all over the news. Then in Paris, uh, I saw it on the streets. I was like, oh, it got me really, really excited. Oh, yeah. Boy, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, Kurt and I, we saw it in uh, Penticton. You know, got the popcorns, got the pops, candies, gotten ready to get ready to go. And yeah, it was, what, two hours, 20 minutes long. Um where to begin okay so first off there's just a ton of characters like introduced into fast 10 that um like they you know they do the classic like oh this person's been here the whole the whole time kind of thing like uh vin diesel's mom you know is like you know saying grace at the the family barbecue to start her off and it's like like, who is this who is this yeah like where did she come from like she you know she's got the classic like cross necklace going on you know she she was decked out in like yeah she's blinged. she's blinged up yeah so they, i think trip. every i feel like the last three or four fast movies have started with a barbecue or ended with one yeah. or both it's a good bet about how things play out yeah. uh you know overall i think the the movie was great um if you want to we're definitely going to talk about some spoilers oh, here. Oh, we're spoiling it. Yeah, we're spoiling it, if anyone cares. So if, if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want us to spoil, you know, probably a good spot to end here. Um, 
Yeah, so I think overall it was it was a good movie. I thought I thought it was better than Fast Nine quite a bit. Uh, more interesting, you know, very high level. Uh, Jason Momoa is the bad guy, and I thought he would did a really good job. Uh, I, you know, I thought he was uh, he was like a fun fun villain, you know, kind of like uh, overacting to a point, but like there's a lot of, like of comparisons the to the Joker is right. what people were saying, mm-hmm. and I I see that. He was not what I was expecting, but I didn't. I just expected another serious John Cena villain. The trailers just made him look like he was giving off a serious stare all the time. Um, I, I'm mad, and mm. but then he was totally not what I was expecting. Just like, just so over the top and goofy, and yeah, everything he did, like he was cracking jokes, the way he danced around the the set, and. Oh yeah, he was he was not what I was expect what I was yeah. expecting, but like, I was laughing at it a bunch of times. His the jokes were definitely like meta in nature, like you know, you kind of oh, go, yeah. oh family, like you know, like kind of making well, the, 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 like, so the another new character was yeah. that Ames guy. Yeah, and what did he say? He's like, what is this? Some kind of cult of cars, and so does that mean I'm gonna be? If I get invited to a family barbecue, I'm gonna be brainwashed or something. Yeah. Um, back to Momoa when they were in Brazil doing starting that street race, uh-huh. and so they're all lined up in those cars, right? It was four of them. You remember? Yeah. So that one, that scene, I was like looking at watching that happen. That felt like an SNL sketch. Like it felt like a if I don't know if this is good or bad, but. Like everyone was so serious, especially Vin, because he takes this shit so goddamn oh, serious. Oh god, yeah. But Jason Momoa is moving around in his car. He's constantly making comments and jokes, and the way it was shot, I just was. It just felt like a a comedy sketch where they just plunked in a a stupid actor into this like serious moment and see where see where it went. And um, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I was like. That's kind of what summed up the whole experience with, with Jason Momoa, especially when it was him and, and Vin on screen. It was Jason was just uh, uh, having a ton of fun out there, being this goofy-ass villain. He's He's got these dead guys taped up talking to them at one point, right? He's constantly cracking jokes, and Vin is constantly just giving the stare down and oh, talking yeah. about family. You, you got one problem. You, you didn't take my car. And then he drives down the dam. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of one-liners like that. Uh, I really like Jason Momoa's drip. You know, he was dressed, dressed oh, very God. well. Yeah, yeah out there. I, it all worked. It all worked for me. It was something yeah. different that it needed. Absolutely. Uh, you notice I, one thing I was thinking about, he never, like, fought back against Vin. Like, they got in a fight at one point, and he just kind of, like, you think Jason Momoa would throw his weight around, but he kind of just, like, takes it. Like, he just gets the shit being out of him by Vin. And, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't put up a fight. I thought that was kind of, like, interesting you know like then getting scripted he can never lose a fight it fit, you know? it fit within the characters like yeah, yeah. something different we haven't seen you're totally expecting one thing and you're getting something else they mentioned he's like i don't know psychopathic tendencies and stuff he and and the joker comparisons like he was just having fun with it he had his master plan all worked out so he was he was saving it all his anger for that rather than getting into a fist fight with Mr. Muscles there. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And yeah, there is a, so little Dom was running around doing his thing. A little B. Yeah. A, little so B. a lot of comments about why is he black now? 
Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't want to say. It. I mean, like, it's just. I guess he's he is a lot darker than like either of his two parents. It, it doesn't been. really add up. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah, the um, little B. So I saw saw comments about this as well. Little B. I wasn't sure if I, I don't really like. Like, I don't know if I really need kids in my movies, especially my Fast and Furious movies. But it was all right. But a lot of comments I saw about everyone's calling him Lil B because his name's Brian. And it just got me thinking, why the fuck? Why do they call him Brian? It doesn't make any sense. Like, this whole Brian <laughs> thing is pissing me off in, the, in these movies now. Okay, so uh, Paul yeah. Walker died. He went off and died in real life. Okay. And his character's name is Brian. Rest so in then peace. Fast 6 or 7 or whatever, they're like, we're going to name this kid Brian. But why Why would they name him Brian? The in-universe explanation doesn't make sense because Brian is still alive. If anything, you just name him Paul or something, and then it's not – It's to the characters, it's nothing. But to the audience, it's like, oh, okay, that's kind of nice. It's after Paul Walker. Yeah. And then the Brian just – transitioning now back to the brian o'connor like that it just doesn't make any sense this mia is constantly getting herself in danger getting involved she's at the family barbecues why isn't brian o'connor at the family barbecues he's retired they say he doesn't want to be part of that life anymore but that's this is different this is a family barbecue why is he not there and then when mia goes and is in grave danger or is helping dom out who's like they need all the help they can get little bees in danger brian is a complete no-show i feel like they could do a better job of explaining his absence yeah and don't consistencies um, that in the in the universe don't mia and brian have a kid as well yeah, they have at least one. I thought at least one kid, one. and like that, that kid is not at the barbecue. So I'll tell you what, they could be playmates. I know like they were saying, but Brian's Brian. home. With, Brian is constantly home with the kids, watching the kids. But he's he's giving them a sheltered life. He's not even letting them go visit little B. Mm. And so that that just constantly annoys me. And I heard, I guess Mia's actress or whatever she yeah, one of the movies. Brewster. Yeah, she wanted. She wasn't in. She wasn't in this one very much, actually. But um, I don't know, in the, a couple movies ago, I guess she wasn't in it much. And then obviously she complained or something. And I get it. Like everyone wants to be in this cash cow of a franchise, like especially if you're not like Dwayne Johnson here. Um, like this is your this is your only movie or this is yeah, your this only is franchise. Your like This is your career. payday. So you want to get that screen time. So you don't want to. If you're the actress or actor, you don't want to have your character written off because another one decided to go and crash his car. Um, you want to get that screen time. So I get that, but oh, just the the way they've explained it still bothers me. I can't stop thinking about it. Where's yeah. Where's Brian? Where's Brian O'Connor? Yeah, you're like whispering to me in the movie, like where the fuck's Brian? Yeah, Brian they do the here. they do the the in, the Fast Five intro at the beginning to show how the the plot starts with jason momoa getting all pissed off and they're showing old scenes of brian and i'm just like man i wish they would just i wish they would just do a deep fake brian i yeah, think they, it's I they're think setting it's it up that they will yeah you i know. think they'll do it i think they'll do it okay one thing that i'm thinking about is everyone who's dying just gets resurrected so first of course han gets resurrected by you know mr nobody he's there the whole time kind of thing all these people 
that they add to the show or is like, oh, this person is looking at the, the whole time, you know, like the camera angle widens from a scene yeah. from like three movies ago <laughs> and like, oh, there's someone else watching and he's pissed off. And but anyway, the whole resurrection thing, like the it, movie almost ends with like Gal Gadot just like coming out of the submarine in Antarctica and like, aren't you dead? Like where, like where she's coming from? Like, I don't know. What like, an outrageous plot thread. That yeah. Was, they're just the like, they was... get all these people who are dying and they just bring them back. And John Cena's character, presumably like, just like martyrs himself. He just kind of yeets himself across the uh, highway. Can we zone his, in like, on that for a second? Yeah. Let's, let's zone okay, in. So John Cena, let's start with John Cena in this movie. Mm. And then we'll get back to your, your dying and resurrections. But so last movie, I agree with you actually off the top. I agree with what you said at the start. It was this was a this was a good movie, a great maybe even a great Fast and Furious movie, and definitely better than the last one. Like the last one just did not click for me. Mm-hmm. John Cena was was boring. He was just they made him completely serious. How kind of I thought Jason Momoa was gonna be. They made him serious. This one complete 180 he is goofy john cena as i've he's seen uncle him jake he's, he's like he's, a little yeah, uncle muscles as funny jason guy. momo yeah. would say and uh and it works it, it's a bit jarring because in the last movie it's like he's not like this but it probably best for for the movie was to, yeah well he, just he, like he the does point, that well there's a point where little b's like i love you uncle jake hmm and like right then he's out he's dead you know, like he's oh, he, he died. Him? He died in the scene like 10 well, minutes later. Like, okay, so then I don't know. Jason Momoa, he's got this obsession with Lil B and he's trying to kidnap him. And this is this was a this bugged me too, because it was too dumb. But Lil B is fucking around with uh Uncle Muscle's bomb car, and John Cena somehow they're in this middle of this big action scene, this big chase. But somehow, like, totally zones out and does not keep an eye on his side mirror or his rear view mirror and see that Jason Momoa is creeping up on him. And Lil B is completely exposed. So Jason Momoa zooms up, grabs him, come here. And then John Cena is like, oh, man. And then all of a sudden he comes up with all these lame ass excuses like, Dom, looks like my fuel line's cut. Like, you're going to have to finish this race alone and and stuff like you didn't just make the biggest f up in the history of the franchise and then and he totally like this i got that as a character he was done with living like he was he he must have been like severely depressed because this guy immediately his immediate solution was just to blow himself up like there Mm. were feel like there's so many more options Vin <laughs> diesel has done amazing things with his car the ability to control his car is second to none it's uh, unreal he's like the iron man of fast and furious and john cena just decides he's gonna he's just gonna blow himself sky high <laughs> and he just immediately does it like no second thoughts <laughs> no questions asked he's just like uh, just blows himself the hell like, up and like they I'm went like, through like hundreds of like nameless henchmen <laughs> before that right and all of yeah. a sudden you know there's 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 just four in front of dom <laughs> yeah and he's he's just like oh dom can't handle this yeah. and just fucking like eats himself across the highway instead yeah. of like blowing him up with his like rocket car he just like he yeah just, like, 
Pulls and Dom's the like taking out own. helicopters on his own and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. Like, like, this should capable. be no problem. This should be a no problem situation that and, uh, you find yourself in. Even the way he like he loses little B and then he's like he I feel like he acts too casually. Like it's such a big f up. Like it is embarrassingly bad. Like how did he? I don't know how he let that happen. Yeah, there's no other so cars. Stupid. There's he's no other cars idiot. around. No other yeah, fucking no, cars around. Why? Why? Like, what are you doing? You had one job and you just you just gave him away. Yeah. And then he's like, all he's like, oh man, sorry, Dom. Like I lost your son. I guess you're gonna have to go get him. <laughs> and then he's like, wait a minute, I'll I'll fix this. And he <laughs> just fixed him at suicide. <laughs> Uh, but you, the thing is you know he's not dead you know it if you don't if you don't see like the person like bleeding out or like their corpse like yeah. burned to ashes <laughs> this person's gonna come back and like he's gonna come back he's, as like a cyborg or something yeah oh that'd be a good twist you kept on talking about how they're gonna do like a face-off <gasps> kind of maneuver one of movies. my biggest disappointments hmm. other than they're probably above more disappointing than the little bee john cena death was yeah. the non the face-off did not happen guys um i thought for sure it was gonna happen and then they were laying down ryan thought for sure it was gonna happen and then cypher i found out her name is cypher um charlie's theron in the movie and she is so quick with her fingers like they leave these keypads right next to her all the time even though she's like a tech hey, wizard she immediately just like breaks them out and i don't know there's some it's kind of kind of knockout gas in there for some reason um doesn't really make sense and then they fight with it it's supposed to be four minutes in movie time but they fight for like 15 minutes and then they dick around after that it's been like an hour probably in real time and and they're saying it's been like four minutes but let's get back to the resurrection. So at the end, right, like you mentioned Han. And then who else? Wasn't there someone else that died and came back? Or was it just Han so far? There's got to be someone else I forget about. I feel like there's someone else. I mean, they definitely, even if you go past the resurrections, they definitely do the wider lens thing. Like all of a sudden... Um, yeah, like Mr. Uh, Nobody's in the in the angle. There's always someone related. Oh yeah, yeah. nine movies in. Dom has a brother, like out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, I didn't Dom's even know about mom. this. Yeah, like, Dom's got a this mom uh, that's a know, family. Mr. Barbecue. Nobody has a daughter. You Jason like, State. Yeah, he has a daughter. There he Jason. goes. He has a daughter, little Miss Nobody. Mm. Jason Statham somehow related to one of the villains at Guild. Jason Momoa was there the whole time in Fast Five. We just didn't see him. Mm-hmm. Um, Ames was there the whole time as the bad guy, good guy, bad guy. And then so at the end, like you said, Gal Gadot comes out of this the sub they stole in like Fast Eight, and I, I don't know to rescue the girls and. I don't know how they're going to explain that one. She, I forget exactly how her death happened, but it happened on the tarmac or right off, right above it. I don't know. She was, I don't know if the plane was taken off yet or not, but mm-hmm. she, I mean, it was another one where you didn't see her body. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, I love the idea of her just like one woman just manning this like 200 meters. So, yeah. Or you know, like through that. Everyone, ocean. like, why, where do you learn to control that thing? And then, like, everyone is a good driver. Like, like why is why is Jason Momoa like a good driver? Like I, and why do they have all these souped up cars? Like you're like a banker. You're I don't I don't know. Your dad's rich, but 
every bad guy is an amazing driver. Everyone kicks ass. Like there is a scene. What the hell was up with actually with that Pete Davidson scene? Like, yeah, that served no purpose at all. That whole yeah, that was scene. just a strange cameo. Like another it didn't, character it didn't to have to didn't have to exist. Like it wasn't that whole scene wasn't very funny. Um, no, it didn't. It was add just to the weird. It's just an extra extra five minutes. Yeah, I don't know about but, that one. But then they went and um, they met up with Jason Statham, and right in that time, somewhere in that time frame, they got into a big fight. And fucking like Ludacris is like a black belt. Like he's taking guy. He's not only like a genius level hacker. He's also like just like everyone else, an amazing driver. And he's also kicking ass. Like Mia was kicking those like military guys' ass in the house oh, yeah. too. Like, and they were like geared up. She's got they've got helmets on. She's like full on. Well, fucking like little them. B was like doing shit too, like flying around that house. Little B killed havoc. people in this. Little movie. B fucking killed a guy. <laughs> and he was just like, ah, like yeah. He like, was with Uncle Jake. I'm like, oh, they wow, like this this is just what it means to be a Toretto. The this totally I know you're not a superhero guy, but you've have you seen Avengers? I've the seen Infinity it. War? Yeah. One where Dom like comes in with a car. Uh-huh. Actually, that's the end, end game. But but this reminded me of like actually like Avengers Infinity War. The the amount, the sheer amount of characters was insane. They're all in different locations. There's like six <laughs> different plots yeah, the going timelines. on. There's they so all end things. in cliffhangers. Oh, yeah. by the way, another fake out is that whole plane crash at the end that was filled with Ludacris, Han, and the girl. Like, they obviously lived, but that's like another like death fake out. Yeah, yeah, they love those. I mean, it, I think this was the first movie that did end in like uh, a cliffhanger situation instead of like a, a barbecue. Well, this is like a proper part one. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not even like a standalone. Yeah, even though it's kind of built that way. Yeah. And I heard, yeah, like you said, I think that there are going to be two more movies. And I think I saw that too now. And I don't know if it's going to be part one, part two, part three, or just like part two. And then it's like a whole standalone after that. But and then and then so we run out of time. But Hobbs is back. Dwayne Johnson came crawling mm. back in the credits. Yeah, we don't know if he's going to be like you said he's going to do his own Hobbs movie. Instead yeah. of appearing I was just, in Fast franchise again? Well, he didn't even say <clears throat> instead, but he said, I just watched that in our quick break there. It's like a long-ass video, actually. Dwayne just goes off in Hawaii or something. But he's he's doing, a, yeah, it's another Hobbs movie. And I think it's coming before the part two to this one. And it's going to act as like a, a bridge of sorts. Oh, this but is I totally would, like the Avengers ex- multiverse kind of thing. Like, yeah, you're gonna have totally. to watch like 20 movies in order. Yeah, here. yeah. but I, I, he better be in like with the cast in the next one. Like, he, right. I want to see him on screen with Vin. Him yeah, and Vin. Like, Fast Five, I think, is one of my all time favorite ones. Uh, yeah. You know, The Rock was a big, big reason for that for sure. The um, the intro or the the bowling ball in Rome. The, homeless, the, <laughs> that was good, but... the bomb the bomb just like was going rolling downhill for at least 20 minutes of screen time like it just kept on it kept on fucking going like you cannot stop this bomb from rolling Dom down everything down 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 it goes i just it goes going like 100 miles an hour they're all over the news after that and dom is just standing wide in the wide open like watching the flames mm. they're he's enemy number one too he's most wanted and he's just out there 
Yeah, I mean, you know, we get we, we tear the movie apart. But. Yeah, let's go.